From J.J. Abrams, the creator of Alias, they survived the worst. Or did they? Lost. ABC This Fall. Where are we? to the very first episode of Lost Unhatched. I am your host, Brian Kazaska, and beside me is... Ben Durant. And beside me is... John Bernardi. And beside me is... Seth Durant. Seth Durant, boy, that's funny. We have the same last name. (laughs) (laughs) My son, Seth Durant. We're getting him ready. We're prepping him for the future podcast here. Yeah. (laughs) Maybe. So this is our very first episode of Lost Unhatched. Uh, ben and myself have been talking about doing this show for uh, what feels like years now. Mm-hmm. And yeah, we I, always said if we weren't doing uh, Twin Peaks Unwrapped, what would be another podcast we'd want to do? And we always say, wouldn't it be fun to do Lost? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think uh, we share a special bond when it comes to Lost. I mean, uh, I think... It was before Twin Peaks. It was a show that connected me and Ben because Mm. we went to the finale. There was an event at a movie theater we actually went to together. It was a live live showing, wasn't it? It was a live Q&A and... It it, it was a lot of fun. And I like it was kind of like the first show we bonded over before Ben's like, let's do Twin Peaks Unwrapped. And there are elements that make me think of Twin Peaks. I mean, you've got the mystery and... Yeah, the, a, a wide variety of characters and stuff like that. I mean, it's not probably not as quirky as Twin Peaks, but it's definitely got some elements that remind me of Twin Peaks too. John, do you have any, like, just based on the pilot, any parallels between Twin Peaks and Lost that just come to mind? It seems to be dealing with, I mean, you know, if, if it's not dealing with um, a monster movie angle, it definitely has, like, some kind of weird thing with the island. So like, yeah, I mean, the, the, you know, the, there's an evil in the woods, you know, a monster in the woods. I mean, it's, it, it kind of works in that way. There's an ensemble where there's a whole bunch of mysteries and, um, you know, some people aren't who they, yeah, who, who they aren't stereotyped to be. There are people who aren't um, who they say they are. There's like all of that already. Yeah. Or maybe they're multi-layered. You know, I think even with Laura Palmer, mm-hmm. you think that Laura Palmer, you think, oh, she's just a good girl who helped out. And you realize there's many more layers to her. And mm-hmm. each one of these characters, it seems like, you know, they might be one thing, but there's more to them than just, you know, what we think they are. And John, I wondered if you could give us like a summary. You're so good at that. You've done that for a, you know, you've done that. I think for your podcast, when Twin Peaks, uh, the return was on, you would do summaries of what the pod, the Twin Peaks podcast. I was always amazed. There's all these podcasts and somehow you got to be able to listen to them all and then sum them all up to say what was happening that week. Yeah, two times speed saved my life. (laughs) (laughs) As I do with the Blue Rose Test Course podcast, I'm going to do it for Lost. In the pilot episode of Lost, An eye opens, revealing a scratched-up man will come to know as Jack on his back in a tropical forest. 
a yellow Labrador goes past. Then Jack gets up and runs to a deserted beach where he, sound, where he hears sounds of struggle. And we see the extent of a plane crash piece by piece as he passes it. He recruits men to lift a plane off a man's leg. Recruits a man we'll know as Hurley to be with a pregnant woman. Relieves who we'll know as Boone from CPR duty and revives a woman. Two explosions come to pass, and once things calm down, Jack finally addresses his own wound with the help of Kate, who knew how the plane came apart. The survivors display forms of trauma and coping. Saeed gets fires going to attract attention, but night comes without a rescue, and everyone hears the kaiju-sounding monster in the woods. In the morning, Jack, Kate, and drive shafts Charlie hunt for the cockpit, but the pilot tells them how far off course they went before the monster kills him. And all they ended up with is a busted transceiver. Saeed later gets it to work and gets a team together to climb for better reception. All this while the Korean couple helps feed people. Charlie gets high again. The pregnant woman feels her baby again. Walt's father learns that Walt's dog could still be alive and a polar bear can live on the island. We also get three flashbacks from Jack's, Charlie's, and Kate's point of view on the plane flight where we learn the prisoner Sawyer accused Saeed of being was actually Kate. And it seems the U.S. Marshal transporting her might be telling Jack these very details as he wakes up in the middle of a surgery removing shrapnel from his side. But the real news is the transceiver can't transmit anything because there's already a transmission coming from the island a distress call that's been repeating for 16 years and five months. Guys, where are we? Yeah. Nice, John. That was great. That was awesome. That was awesome. I could never have summed it up so well as you. That was just awesome. One of us is a hero. Is a hero. Seth, One of you being the newbie, what do you make of this show? Well, you mean very well written. Yeah. I, there's just so many small details, and it opens amazingly, just even in this kind of bamboo forest. Where, yeah. Where we first meet. Yeah, it's, a, it, it's very fast-paced to start. And it, I remember you really liked the cinematography. You were, right away, you could tell the style of, of the TV show. Was yeah. Something. That's awesome. So good. Are there any characters that you like or dislike? <laughs> Well, Jack is, of course, a good. Everyone likes Jack, because you know. But I, I had a extremely dislike of Shannon in the first episode. As she, she's kind of rude to her brother, and doesn't seem to do very much juice that much until the end with the with the transmission. Right, she's a translator for the for the yeah for the message there. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Nice. I'm always loving the, the little known facts or things about, I love the history of it. So I was just thinking about like, it's interesting. This is something that ABC was cooking up. And um, I think they brought it to J.J. Abrams' attention. But originally this was like- um, I do know, yeah. I, mean, I know you're going to say it, Ben, about like, this, this show came out also, the Survivor was very popular. That's yeah. true. ABC wanted something that would bring that survivor audience in. And at the time, they're like, let's not make a reality show. Let's make the most expensive TV show imaginable. <laughs> it really was the most one of the most expensive TV shows back in that day. I yeah. mean, I want to say it was mm -hmm. like $22 million or something just for the pilot. I, I think that's what it was. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it was like the most expensive pilot in a long time. Yeah. I mean, of course, now we have shows like Game of Thrones and what have you that, you know, are way bigger in scale and, and budget. But back then for ABC, a network television pilot, yeah, pretty big. Last uh, Place Network again, too. Right. 
I think it had been last place for like 10 years or something. It had been, mm-hmm. it, it hadn't been, yeah, it hadn't done well in a long time. It's funny, isn't uh, Twin Peaks on ABC yep. too? Yeah, so yep. it's funny. Oh yeah, it's, it's the same cycle all over again, right. except they actually gave a chance to this one. Yeah. So this aired in September 22nd, 2004, and it was brought, it split up into two parts. So the, se- the second part aired the following week. It's funny because I thought it aired all together, but I know in your notes that you had, Brian, that they re-aired it October 2nd together, the two parts. Yeah. And no, no, John, I don't know if you have any thoughts about that. Ben and me, we're talking about this before we looked it up. It was weird to split up a pilot episode because me and Ben were like, wasn't it just like a two-hour event? And then I'm like, mm-hmm. well, maybe because it's a network, it was a two episodes, they put them back to back so they could put credits and extra commercials in there. But then when we looked it up, it was like a whole week. I mean, it was kind of odd. I mean, any, any yeah, I was thinking well, maybe they in syndication, they split up the episode. But I was thinking, did they really split it up? But I guess, I mean, I'm sure what they were thinking is that maybe, I don't know what the show was beforehand. Maybe, you know, Desperate Housewives, who knows what it was. But whatever the show was, maybe they thought that would be a good lead in to get to, to Lost. So maybe they said, oh, a lot of people are watching this show and maybe they'll then watch Lost at 10 o'clock at night or something. I don't know. No, I don't know. I think it was on Tuesdays or something. I know Desperate Housewives was Sunday. Oh, you're right. It was on Sunday. You're right. Desperate Housewives was on Sundays. Tuesdays. I don't wonder. I'd have to look it up and see what 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 the date was or what I, the think, day I think it was tuesdays yeah it was during the yeah, week it's such a strange day to put it yeah. on what back in the day just like you john i watch everything on dvd as well um and i used to rent mm-hmm. them from blockbuster and ben was kind enough to lend me his copies too when i would mm-hmm. when i would go to blockbuster i would rent you because lost would come on five or six discs but you could only rent one disc or two discs at a time because mm. other people were renting them out as well. So you couldn't just rent all six discs at once. Um, mm-hmm. So I would be like, I got disc one, two, and that's it. And Ben would be like, I will lend you one. And um, <laughs> so, and then I think I got up to season five, um, the writer strike season, which was five or six. I'm not sure. Um, and the writer strike. Hmm? Yeah, four. Oh, four. Okay, it was four. The writer strike. I think it was four. Yeah. Okay, so it was four then, because I remember the writer strike delayed it from coming back, or even like I think it didn't even come on till after Christmas or something like that. It was weird. So I was mentioning before that you know the script was. I mean, the idea they had. ABC basically gave J.J. Abrams this script that said it was called Nowhere. I think they always wanted to call it Lost, but it was called Nowhere. So ABC had this whole idea about um, a, a crash on an island and these these uh, yeah these survivors and stuff. And J.J. Abrams had lunch with uh, ABC Entertainment Chairman Lloyd Braun. And they, they had lunch together and J.J. Abrams didn't even get halfway through the script. So he's looking at the script and it's like, yeah, I know why this is not working. It's like this show isn't going to last. It's going to run out of steam. It's like so formula, like it's so generic. And so he basically he, he took it on, but he basically changed the whole idea of it and really said it's, you know, it's about this whole idea of man against the unknown. So it's really going to he's going to put more mystery and, and stuff. And in that same meeting, I think. Um, Lloyd also mentioned about how he had another idea about sci-fi elements that he wanted. He's like, J.J. Abrams is like, why don't we combine that too? We'll take that in there and stuff. So 
I think the great thing about J.J. Abrams is that he loves mystery. Like, I don't know if you've ever seen the TED Talk where he has, like, the, the mystery box. His grandfather yeah. gave him a box when he was a kid, and he's never opened it. And the whole idea that he wouldn't open it is because he loves the idea of the imagination of, like, imagining what could be in there. And it's never as satisfying when you open it up and see what it really is. So he's never opened that mystery box. And I think he loves that elements of that. So one of the things that I bought at the Magic Store was this. Tannen's Mystery Magic Box. The premise behind the Mystery Magic Box was the following. $15 buys you $50 worth of magic, which is a savings. <laughs> now, I bought this decades ago, and I'm not kidding. If you look at this, you'll see uh, it's never been opened. But I've had this forever. Now, I was looking at this, it was in my office, and it, as it always is on the shelf, and I was thinking, why have I not opened this? And why have I kept it? Because I don't, I'm not a pack rat, I don't keep everything, but for some reason I haven't opened this box. And I, was, I felt like there was a key to this somehow in talking about something at TED that I haven't discussed before and, and bored people elsewhere. So I thought, maybe there's something with this. I started thinking about it and, like, and there was this giant question mark, I love the design for what it's worth of this thing. And uh, I started thinking, why haven't I opened it? And I realized that I haven't opened it because it represents infinite possibility. It represents hope, it represents potential. And what I love about this box and what I realized I sort of do in, in whatever it is that I do, I find myself drawn to infinite possibility and that sense of potential. And I realized that mystery is the catalyst for imagination. Now, it's not the most groundbreaking idea, but when I started to think that maybe there are times when mystery is more important than knowledge. And I was also, that's made me start thinking, J.J. Abrams seems to be the one that credited for Lost, but he only directs it and he doesn't really do that much more with it, really. I mean, he maybe have some input, but it really becomes Damon Lindelof's show, that he's he was yeah. co-writer of the pilot. And I kind of think J.J. Abrams kind of was like the Lynch character, the, the Lynch director kind of guy with the vision. And Damon Lindelof kind of was the Mark Frost guy who was the writer and really the brainchild of, of going forward with the series. Mm -hmm. And who had the, the ability to stick with it. Yeah. And it's crazy to think, I don't remember how many episodes there are on the first season, but I think there's like 22 or something like that. It's crazy that we're back in the day. 25. When we 25, is that insane? Wow. After doing that pilot and then still have to do all those episodes. That, that is insane. Uh, yeah, you, if, if Lost came out now, I think it would be right. a more concise show. I think you yeah. trim out the fat. Yeah. And that's what Damon Lindelof mm -hmm. wanted. I mean, and by the end of the series, you will get to shorter seasons. And I think that's what he he would have liked. And it's so glad to see that by the end, they could do exactly tell the story they want to tell and not have to put, you know, extra episodes into fill a season. One of us is a junkie. One of us is a junkie. Seth, I want to, I'm going to ask Seth something. Um, yeah. The score. I don't know, uh, John, Ben, Seth, I know we all watched this to pr prepare for today's show. I watched it on a TV with a nice sound bar and I thought the score was unbelievable. And I don't remember the score watching it on my four by three television with crappy speakers. The score really stood out to me. And I'm like, yeah, man, I really want the soundtrack now. I don't know any thoughts on picture quality score, anything you guys catch this time around, as opposed to watching it years ago? I don't feel like that was something that was like struck you, right? I mean, no, I wasn't, wasn't sort of focused on sound. Yeah, he was, I think he was more interested in the characters and the mystery. 
and stuff. So I don't think the music, but you're right. It is a beautiful uh, a score. And it's all, it's mostly instrument. It is all just pretty much instrumental. It's orchestra. It's like an it's, orchestra. It does feel yeah. almost like film quality score. Yeah. I mean, it is. Yeah. 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 Something you don't hear on, you know, net, network television shows that right. very often anyway. And John, you, you have seen Lost, but you've seen the first season, right? So that you've seen the yeah, first that's, season. Yeah, that's really the only thing I did was watch the first season. And then the second season DVDs came out and I watched like the first couple episodes. I'm just going to wait until this all comes out in a, in a big, huge thing at the end. Yeah. And um, I almost made it. I, I was going to start doing it and then like, about a month before I would have been ready to start doing that, they announced the Twin Peaks was coming back. <laughs> so it's been it's been backburnered that long. Wow, wow. What is your what? Do you remember what your thoughts of it was when you first saw it? I thought it was interesting, and I was glad that it was uh, surviving beyond two seasons at that point. You know, it's like it's uh, wow, they might actually let this thing finish, and that was that was the coolest thing to me. Because, like, I know how, um, you know, especially ABC is not incredibly nice to their um, to their high concept shows. You know? Yeah, <laughs> like they. Uh, yeah, well, I mean, really, I mean, it's just a network television thing. You know, if it doesn't get the ratings, it doesn't survive. Right. And so on and so forth. But yeah, I mean, it, it turned out that Lost was a big enough hit as it was. And I think, you know, the Internet and, and like, you know, Jeff Jensen on EW, like mm. his, his weekly column, you know, things like that, I think, you know, the, the Internet was big enough at that point where I think it it alone kind of helped um helped it survive through all six seasons yeah the community very reminiscent of the twin peaks community i think there was a huge Mm -hmm. following and that following kept it going um because it was a diehard group of fans that really Mm -hmm. loved the show no matter what like even when the show did something they didn't like they let them know and they course corrected quickly Uh, they pretty as quickly as they could right yes yes Oh, which, yeah. you know, with Netflix and stuff, you can't really do because the whole thing is done. They can only right. course correct the yeah. next season. So when you're doing 24 episodes, they can course correct pretty quickly, I guess. One of us is a We talked about the cast. I mean, I counted like 15 or 16 cast members here on this pilot, if we're counting the dog, Vincent. <laughs> Yeah, but there it's a lot of people i mean it's it's impressive how many different characters are on the show and and yeah seth you and i were talking before we started the how or maybe it was brian how diverse they are right like they, there's just yeah. a, mm-hmm. a wide variety of characters yeah i was like saying how like you know now it you know diversity is a, i mean it's a good thing i'm not knocking it in any way but i'm saying for a show that came out this long ago when when diversity wasn't really talked about in television, like I did, it wasn't like a a subject matter that people had to bring up or brought up. Or this show was diverse, uh, and I I just think it, it gives it, it deserves credit for being so diverse. For mm-hmm. you didn't see that very often on shows at that time. I mean, this is what ten years ago now. Yeah, um, over ten years ago. Yeah. I want to say uh, there's so many interesting stories about these characters and how they came about. Like, for instance, you know, Jack was going to be killed off in the in the pilot, which is really something that, you know, the whole uh, 
the, the, the pilot being ripped out of the plane and, and hanging in the tree, that was supposed to be Jack. So Jack was supposed to be killed oh. off. So you're following this character. He's helping everybody, all the survivors, and they're going to kill him off. And then Kate was going to become the leader of the survivors and stuff. That was the original. Oh, wait, Michael Keaton, Batman, was going to be uh, Jack. Like he, They wanted him to be Jack. He turned down the role. It was going to be a guest role because he was only going to be in the, the first episode. It was touch, Touchstone, I think, co, co-paid for this and stuff. And so Touchstone was very much against it. Like, you're going to lose the audience. The audience is going to be mad that they stuck with this guy for the whole episode and then they killed him off. Yeah, I agree with that. <laughs> I feel like they could have pulled it off. You think so? You know, It would, like have, if, been, it would they, have been a shocker, right? It would have been a really shocker. Yeah. Anybody could have get killed off. It really would have made you fear for everybody's life. Yeah, I mean, Hill Street Blues, their very first episode, I think, followed two guys, uh, two cops who um, end up getting gunned down at the end of the episode. Oh, wow. I didn't know that. Yeah, I I don't remember enough specifics now, but I know that happened to their their initial entry point. Um, I I really think it was in the first episode when that happened. And like, you know, and, and it survived how many seasons? Wow. So, like, there's a precedent that it could have survived, but I don't know. I, I think I think they probably made the smarter choice here, just based yeah. on how uh, how many characters there are. Like, you know, with with an ensemble, I mean, it's it's good to stick with the guy for you know, or at least you know, your your point of contact character. Yeah, and, and Matthew Fox, I think he's fantastic as Jack, and I want to bring it back to Twin Peaks a little bit. He was very mm-hmm. Dale Cooper, White Knight syndrome. He had this. Yeah, maybe. Hmm? Maybe. I mean, he was a trained doctor. So, like, he, he knows how to handle himself under stress. So, I mean, that's all it was at the beginning. Yeah. I mean, I guess I saw it as, like, he just wanted to help everybody. But then he tells that mm-hmm. story. When I was in residency, my first solo procedure was a spinal surgery on a 16-year-old kid. Girl, and at the end, after 13 hours, I was closing her up, and I, I accidentally ripped her dural sac. It's right at the base of the spine where all the nerves come together. Membrane is thin as tissue, and so it, it ripped open, and the nerves just spilled out of her like angel hair pasta. Spinal fluid flowing out of her, and I. Terror was just so crazy, so real, and I knew I had to deal with it. So I just made a choice. I'd let the fear in, let it take over, let it do its thing, but only for five seconds. That's all I was going to give it. So I started to count. One, two. Three, four, five. And it was gone. I went back to work, sewed her up, and she was fine. But, like, yeah, I mean, I, I just kind of saw like Dale Cooper. Like, he wants to help people. Um, <laughs> so I guess it can be argued about the White Knight Syndrome later on but like in this you're totally right though uh john he i mean he is a trained doctor so he would want to be helping all these people 
And so it's interesting. Uh, Kate's original background was that she, uh, her husband went to the bathroom shortly before the plane uh, split in half. And so she, but she still had faith that uh, her husband was alive. And so since Kate was no longer going to be a leader, they tried to change her storyline and it actually became a character Rose who isn't in, in the pilot too much, but she's still a, a new, a new character now that is, has, you know, that lost her husband. Mm-hmm. So, so there's a lot of cool stories like that where like, I think about the the actress who played Sun. I think she was trying out for uh, Kate's role and she also said she could speak um, Korean. She could speak Korean and so she didn't get the part of Kate but they actually created a whole new part just for her because they said oh you know she can do this and she's an interesting actress mm-hmm. and she, she I think she's famous uh, Korean movie star and they said oh okay. we should keep her and, and create a whole new character. Uh, speaking of Sun and Jin, uh, Jin, do you guys ever hear the story about how Sun, she obviously she doesn't speak in the pilot, um, and uh, Jin, her husband, he actually is fluent. He's he speaks English. He's not fluent in Korean. He had to learn how to speak Korean for the show. Wow, which was hard for him because it wasn't his native language. You know, it wasn't his language that he knew. He had to take lessons. And then she, who does not speak, her her native tongue is Korean. But later on, you find out. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. But <laughs> I, it's just interesting that the one, the guy who has to speak Korean, who does not That's speak English, right. really his native tongue is English. And he had to right. learn to speak Korean for that role. I say to Seth, Sun and Jin, we don't know their names in, in the pilot, but I think sure. we have to bring up their names because it's so hard to say, you know, who these characters are without giving them names. But another yeah. person who would never, we don't have a name for is John. He, um, mm-hmm. <laughs> what is it? We see him helping, we see him helping Jack. And he also has like a smile with a, a, a orange peel in his Thank mouth. You. What was your thoughts of him? He's a, bit, he's a bit strange. He's a bit strange. He's a bit strange. He was playing a game with Walt, or show, teaching him about backgammon. What is it like, checkers? Not really. It's a better game than checkers. You play checkers with your pop? No. I live in Australia with my mom. You have no accent. Yeah, I know. We move a lot. She got sick. She died a couple of weeks ago. You're having a bad month. I guess. Backgammon's the oldest game in the world. Archaeologists found sets when they excavated the ruins of ancient Mesopotamia. 5,000 years old. That's older than Jesus Christ. Did they have dice and stuff? But theirs weren't made of plastic. Their dice were made of bones. Two players, two sides. One is light, one is dark. Walt, do you want to know a secret? So he's strange. He's a strange character, right? He's dark, but strange. That's right. He did. He had a lot of history. He had a lot of knowledge of history, but strange character. But it'll be fun to go through this series and see, like, well, what is the backstory of this character? I mean, I think that's always the fun part of the show is is learning more about them. Yeah, lots of mystery boxes in this ep- the pilot episode. <laughs> Claire was interesting. She's a pregnant woman. We don't know much more about her. There was a fear that she couldn't feel her baby. And then, mm-hmm. and then Jin gave, I think Jin gave her some kind of fish or something. And all of a sudden yeah. she had, yeah. yeah. 
I love that scene. Like, you know, he, yeah, I mean, um, with, with son, the way she had to like button up her collar and everything because yeah. he told her to, and it's like yeah, this, like this modesty issue. It's like, he, he of all people would never touch a woman's stomach at all for mm. anything, like not even right. for, not even for feeling a baby. And, you know, he's, he's like literally being forced out of yet another one of his elements mm. with, with that scene. And I thought that was a really nice touch. One of us is a martyr. One of us is a martyr. So, you know, this show, they did it in 11 and a half weeks. They wrote the script, they casted it. They, they filmed the pilot, they edited it and gave it, I think, to ABC Touchstone or whatever. But that's impressive that within 11 and a half weeks, a lot of shows, I think, take at least back in then, those days, it would be like six to eight months to put together something like that. And for them to basically have it done in, in 11 and a half weeks was is, is pretty amazing, especially with such a high concept. I mean, it was definitely yeah. out there. I mean, <laughs> they would and I mean, the special effects alone, I mean, you know, the Twin Peaks pilot took six weeks to film and, you know, yeah. that didn't have any explosions or planes to, <laughs> to dismantle. Right. So true. I know it cost them uh, $250,000 to ship the wrecked plane pieces to Hawaii. Oh, that too. So like that money alone, they better hope that this <laughs> does well. It does well. And they, they said um, the cast, they had them blindfolded. So when they did their scene with the with the wreck ship, it would be like the first time mm -hmm. seeing the wreck ship. So they actually you're witnessing their like nice surprise of this 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 plane destroyed. Yeah, really interesting. I think I said before, twenty two million is actually I think twelve million budget for the two hour pilot and stuff, which is a little better. I think I'm thinking twenty two because September twenty second is when it was it was the pilot was aired. One of us is a murderer. Is a murderer. Wait, do you have some notes you want to share? Are you ready to talk about any theories that you have, Seth? Yeah, I, 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 Seth has, has some theories. I remember back then, I loved when Brian and I first did Twin Peaks Unwrapped and Seth, and uh, uh, Brian could share with us his theories about Twin Peaks. So, Seth, what are some... some My first theory is that the island's alive and it's like dragging people to it like with like some kind of... It's like a force? Is it a god or is it it's some, some kind, kind of, of a strange creature? That... It's a creature. It's like... Um, all I can think of is Guardians of the Galaxy where... Um, uh, what's his name? Their Star Killer is father is the planet or something like that is the island is an, uh, an actual being. My other theory was that somebody is is broadcasting. I said like the Truman Show. Like the island is is not what it's <laughs> right. Was it like they staged it? Maybe they staged the because it's interesting that nobody's really not many people are really that hurt. So they staged the whole airplane crash and now they're being I, filmed. I, I feel like I feel like they, they they're being filmed, but they don't know they're being filmed. That's a cool take. That's a really cool that's take. Somebody's forcing these planes to just randomly land on the island for, for entertainment. Yeah. And they're filming them. That's, that's my, those like are my that. theories. You said that here, the, the monster or whatever is in the woods that are making all that noise. Any any thoughts about that? Is it just the polar bear? No, I think, I think it's some other monster. Yeah. I think the polar bear is, is one of multiple animals in these woods All right and what do you think about the polar bear on an island somebody <laughs> has to replace that polar bear there <laughs> polar bear don't just be on random pacific islands yeah they don't go on islands right <laughs> but yeah uh, um you know re-watching this pilot i don't know uh what your thoughts about this character beyond this pilot but i it was so cool to see sawyer again 
I I know he is the bad guy, not the bad guy, but he's the, you know, he's a sarcastic asshole in the show. I might be able to. Oh, great, perfect. Let's trust this guy. Hey, we're all in this together, man. Let's treat each other with a little respect. Shut up, Lardo. Hey. Give it a break. Whatever you say, Doc, you're the hero. Man, I miss his character a lot. And when he showed up, <laughs> I just was so happy to see him. And there's something about him you grow to love. He makes me think almost like a Han Solo or what was another character we were yeah. talking about? Like he's got like, he's got the kind of loner type of like, almost like a jerk. Yeah, sarcastic guy that just wants to do it his way. But at the same time, maybe there's something good about him i don't know yeah what? he's got the swagger he's got the han solo yeah. swagger i think i think you're right yeah <laughs> any characters you guys are your favorites out of the pilot let's talk about the pilot it's tough because we still there's so many characters we don't know still i think maybe it's vincent the dog the fact that he <laughs> <laughs> yeah uh i gotta think about this i mean it's hard because like i know so much more and so well, I guess the Charlie's interesting. Charlie's a fun, he's more yeah. kind of comical and he seems silly. Like he seems to be very annoyed that nobody seems to care about him. And like, hey, yeah. you, I heard you screaming for Jack, Kate, but you, you didn't mention my name. My name is Charlie. <laughs> <laughs> I'm in a band. Yeah. I'm in a band. Yeah, I kind of think that the guys who got the flashbacks in these episodes, like that, they're the only ones that we know enough to really do anything with. You know, like everybody else is like starting with the stereotype and like, you know, like we, we get hints that like there's more to them, but we don't know quite why, you know, like, um, you know, I mean, John is all mysterious, you know, it's like, hey, Walt, you want to, can I tell you a secret? You know, and like, you know, it's yeah. like, you know, he knows things, but like, you don't know what to make of them. I mean, it's stuff yeah. like that. Like the only people, you know, are, are um, Kate and Charlie and um, a little bit of Jack. I mean, Jack's kind of a, a blank slate in a lot of ways too it's like you know he's a doctor and he's in mission mode and that's about it like you don't know um you know it's like maybe he doesn't like to fly that's about it but <laughs> yeah. you know like kate i think is probably the the only one who's like really focused on in this yeah. episode because i mean you know the handcuffs at the end i mean it, nice touches too like the first time you see her she's holding her wrist and everything and like this just ah yeah but like she right. um you know, and then she counts to five and like goes over fear. I totally see how she was supposed to be the main character for the whole series because like she's right. the one who's developed. Good point. But, yeah. You know, Good but point. then they make her out to be a bad guy. <laughs> you know. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It makes it complicated, right? Like this whole thing. She's yeah. like, I, I, you know, how do you hold a gun? And it's like, boy, if you're in, if you're, you've got handcuffs on, I bet you, I bet you handled a gun before. I bet you're just playing. <laughs> playing with us mm -hmm. yeah oh that's awesome um, it's sort of like you know like breaking bad and all those shows we the anti-hero this is mm -hmm. kind of playing with those tropes the anti-hero like yeah. these are just people they are not totally good totally bad they want yeah. that gray line and you could still like them you know they yeah. could still do good uh redeem a lot of redemption a lot of redemptions you know have we brought up Saeed? I mean, Saeed is interesting because you got, we have to remember this is 2004. Mm -hmm. And in 2001, things are a little mixed up. But we have 9-11 uh, and we, we go after uh, Iraq. 
Yeah. And then yeah. we hear this guy who he's saying, I'm a <laughs> Iraqi special Republican guard. And so that, and you can see Hurley wants to make friends with this guy, but then yeah. he's like, I don't know now. I don't know. I can trust this guy because we're, you know, it's only been a few yeah. years. Seth was reminding me the war. Technically, the war is still going on, right? I mean, uh, wars lasted the, the, like the war when when it was going on during the shooting of the, of the pilot. The war technically didn't end, right? We still officially. have the Iraqi war, so I mean, yeah. So already, Saeed seems a complicated character because Sawyer mm-hmm. wants to fight him because he's blaming him as though, oh, he's a terrorist and he must be the guy that was the prisoner, and and we mm-hmm. can't trust him because he's he's an Iraqi. I mean, yeah, Iraq. So yeah. I think he's interesting. He's also <laughs> somebody who's very skilled at fixing things, and he seems like he's good hearted. He wants to fix the transmitter and or he wants the radio and and go and and mm-hmm. see if he can get a distress call. I guess so. You have uh, a world events inside our shows that bring you back to that moment. And then we also have Michael and Walt, father and son. Right? I mean, it's clear that they have a. There's not a close relationship, but it seems like Michael doesn't even know exactly how old his son is. I think he's nine or ten. Or <laughs> and you were interested in the, were you, you were interested in the comic book, right? Because the comic yeah, book like, is whose Spanish. comic book is that? Whose comic book is that? He doesn't know Spanish, Walter. <laughs> Probably like whose comic book? That line of dialogue just shows you he doesn't really know his son because he says, yeah. "You do you know Spanish?" Mm-hmm. And you're just right, kind of like, right, "Oh, yeah, he doesn't Spanish. know his son at all." He doesn't know him at all. Oh, he, he was raised off continent without him. That's the whole yeah, problem there. Right. I mean, we learned yeah. we learned that uh, his mother had died. And, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah, so they're already going through a whole bunch of trauma. Yeah, right. And, uh, yeah, the parallels between Michael and Jin really stuck out at me this time, too. Because, like, you know, like, both of, both of those guys want to control their loved ones, movements you know like uh, with, with son like you know like we have to be on our own and you know we, we can only think of ourselves and you know protect each other and, and that's all michael wants to do is protect walt too and i understand i mean there's a big difference between a wife and a uh, minor but um yeah like the mike michael's got a lot of growth too in that way like where he's just got to learn how to you know let his kid grow up in a lot of ways but, you know, I mean, at this moment, it's kind of obviously everybody's stuck under a whole bunch of trauma that just happened to them. So, you know, it's all pretty forgivable, but it's it's neat to see the the road that they need to be on already established. It's funny, you're also talking about uh, control. I also thought about Shannon and Boone because yeah. they're brother and sister. And in some ways, Boone is very much controlling and saying, hey, why aren't you helping? And why are you doing this? And she's trying to say, I'm you know, traumatized and I can't do this. But there's... But they, I remember the first time I watched this, like, and I think they even hit, they say this. I said, are they boyfriend, girlfriend? Are they dating and stuff? And then later on, Shannon will say to Claire, oh, no, that's my brother. And so, but it still was a it's, yeah. a, it's a funny relationship the two of them have. All of us. 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 And John, I mean, for 25 years later, site there, mm-hmm. you guys have written a lot about Lost. Is it mostly Andrew? Have you written about Lost? Or, I mean, I honestly don't know. I stay away from it entirely because 25YL is a full spoilers kind of network. Yeah. And as as I've as I'm still, you know, waiting to actually watch through because I mean basically after the after this season is over, I'm gonna be the newbie too. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> right? I I do not want to ruin anything. Oh yeah. So I've I've absolutely steered clear of our lost content. So be careful of Brian. We have to keep prepping Brian that he will not spoil anything. <laughs> 
<laughs> I'm good. I appreciate that because somehow I've managed to avoid uh, like all but like maybe 10% of this stuff. That's awesome. Wow. You know, it's funny you say that, John. When we were doing Twin Peaks Unwrapped, mm-hmm. once we were going and we were in the middle of season beginning of season two and I was getting yeah. close to discovering who the killer was. I was embedded with the community and I saw images of things. And then I was just like, boy, we got to get to this episode before it's ruined because (laughs) like that image just became more popular. Mm -hmm. Um, I didn't know when or what was going to happen, but I know that if we didn't record something soon, something was going to happen. Yeah. Yeah. It's hard. It's hard when you're in, you're embedded with the community that you're trying Mm -hmm. not to, be spoiled yeah 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 any any thoughts on where the show could go like so if you were gonna if you were gonna imagine you know what's the sec next episode what do you think will happen next i i feel like they're going to get questioning what the heck is up with the with the french with like the random thing what what is this island and they're probably gonna go more into depth with particular characters yeah i think you mentioned to me today well i i thought you were saying to me it'd be interesting to see if there was a way to find out where this was being transmitted because they were trying to radio out and all of a sudden it's being you know this message is getting in the way it's interfering frequency first hold on there's no transmission shut up the rescue party it has to be the french the french are coming I never been so happy to hear the French. <laughs> I never took French. What is she saying? Th- does anyone speak French? She does. No, I don't. What? What are you I, talking about? You spent a year in Paris? Drinking, not studying. Iteration seven, two, nine, four. It seems like that could be an adventure. Where? Right. I was guessing it was somewhere between the Solomon Islands and like Hawaii. Oh, that's right. You were trying to see. He was trying to get because we know it's a thousand. They're, they're, they were leaving Australia and they're a thousand uh, hmm. miles away or something. So he was he was on his map trying to figure out where could they have landed. It's, it's basically <laughs> just the middle of the Pacific, honestly. There's, there's no point in guessing. Right. It's the middle of the Pacific. Yeah. And I was thinking, how, how lucky were they that they crashed on an island? There's all this water. Yeah. And that's why I feel like something's, something strange going on here. Because just randomly crashing on in, like this particular island. Mm. That's mm-hmm. a good. That's a good uh, assessment like, there. And, and this isn't the first time this island's been randomly landed on. Well, you're you're taking from the message that you're yeah. hearing that they've the, been other people have crashed on this island. And the monster- I'm gonna say that's a theory of yours. We don't know. We don't have enough information. That's your theory. yeah. Now what? What's the message? Because um, like that, the way like- that I would hear it isn't necessarily that like it was a crash that happened there. It's just you know like whatever. Like even if it's just like explorers or something, you know, doing some kind of science experiment. You know, like right. they they would be you know like like I I think you know I watched X Files too much, and I yes. I automatically kind of started thinking along the lines of that episode Ice, which is basically the uh, the thing. Yes. Um, you know, like where it's like this, this ice thing. And then like, you know, some, you know, killer in their midst or, you know, like what, whatever, whatever angle they want to, like, you know, I, I wouldn't be surprised if they find a little house in the middle of the Island where they, um, where, where something went wrong in there. And yeah, like, I don't know. I, I don't necessarily think I, I didn't ever think that it was related to a plane crash. 
Well, uh, yeah. I like that theory. Of... I mean, and I think that's what's great about the show, and it makes me think about Twin Peaks too. Is like the community came together, and we all had all these different theories about the show. It's like, oh, yeah. I'm hearing this information. Does that mean this, or does this mean <clears throat> this? And people will try to theorize why. How if there's polar bears, how did they get here? And what you know, yeah, all mm -hmm. those things. And I think that's what I love. I like somebody placed these things here. Yeah, that's a good theory. That's a good idea. I, I feel like somebody is is behind behind right. behind is, that, is the puppeteer. They're they're controlling everything. Yeah, yeah, it's an interesting theory. Yeah, which character would you like to learn more about in the future? Saeed, Saeed, yeah, he's, he's he's not fully realized in the, like there's something going on with him, like because he's not one because he's kind of like he, he you think he's a terrorist? Is that your trying to tell you? Tell me you think he's a terrorist? Unlikely, dude, but I mean possible. Yes, <laughs> and yes. I also we were talking about this too beforehand. We were like, okay, if he, you know, uh, Sawyer's accusing him to be a terrorist. What what would it be his reason for crashing in the water? I don't think it was him. I don't think it was him who caused this. No, I don't think he caused. I, it. I think I think if, even if there was tiff, they were they were probably planning to do it way later. Oh yeah, yeah. You know, but that's a mystery too. Why that? Why did the plane crash? Right? Like, what would have caused it? Like, is it like just somebody is yeah. behind behind the curtain? Yeah, puppeteering this entire. It doesn't seem normal that a uh, a plane would. <laughs> of course, it's not yours. That would. Break in half, like it half of the plane was so, so. And where's the tail? Yeah, I mean, there's we, no tail. They found the cockpit. They and found, they found the, the middle of the plane. Right. Yeah. Well, they've where's got the some, We've got over 124 <laughs> episodes or something like that. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Are we gonna do all? I'd have to each one yeah. of them. Every episode. Um, the pilot. Yeah. Uh, fun fact. I know Ben. Uh, the pilot, which they they have to look for the trans. Uh, ponder and whatever the pilot is actually jj abrams uh high school friend kid friend greg yeah mm -hmm. greg yeah. grimberg yes and yeah. he's been in everything that jj has ever done yeah. yeah that's pretty awesome and then uh, from felicity's uh landlord slash roommate who had like all these like hustles all the time that's where i thought he was like, hey that guy <laughs> i almost great. didn't recognize him because of the makeup yeah. Um, until he spoke, I was like, I know who that is. And um, yeah, he's been in Star Wars. He's been in tons of stuff. Um, he's one of those guys you, you rec instantly recognize when he doesn't yeah. have all that makeup on him. But that, like you said, Ben, that was going to be Jack, that pilot. Yeah, right. Yeah. I don't even know if there would have been a pilot in there if it would have just been. And it was like, it was like, I think it was two weeks before they were about to shoot that they finally locked it in and said, okay, we're not going to kill off Jack. Like they made the decision. And I think, I actually think JJ Abrams pulled Damon Lindelof aside and says, we have to make this decision before we go into this meeting. What will we do if Jack lives? And they started like just saying, okay, we, we can, we can find a, you know, a direction for them to go. And cause originally I'm sure they had plotted out the season without Jack, which is crazy to think that like it was going to be Kate the whole time. So I guess probably everything that, that's interesting too because some people do there are some people that think that kate's character isn't you know there isn't she doesn't have enough dimensions to her and we'll we'll see as the show goes on but it would have been interesting to see did it hurt because did they take plot lines that would have been kate's and bring them back to jack i mean i don't know mm, that's a good point i never thought of that it's interesting 48 people survived that crash and i'm only going to mention nothing beyond that but the number four and eight will become important later on yeah, I mean, we can say without spoiling okay. anything that they love numbers, right? They yes. love numbers on this show. That makes sense. <laughs> yeah. For four and eight, well, yeah, 
separately will become an important number later on. But it's also interesting, interesting revisiting this pilot, which I didn't know that 48 survivors. Mm. Uh, at least I think at one point they say that oh, as of well, as of now we know 48, 48 known survivors. Yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah. Which, which is an interesting and yeah this show loves its numbers yes <laughs> i mean i think that's one of the days that there's like easter eggs and there's always things and it's always hard to tell is it the community reaching and we're finding things on our own or is it really things that damon lindelof is putting in there for us to find i think it sometimes mm-hmm. it might be a combination of both like sometimes yeah. it really is things that just for fun they'll put lost. in lost lost Do we want to wrap up this show? I mean, is there yeah. any other final thoughts about the pilot? Well, let's let's start with Seth. Seth, this was your first time seeing the show. We know yeah. you watched it twice before recording today. You got lots of notes. Is there anything in those notes you want to say? And you have any final thoughts about uh, the pilot? Not, not really. It was, it was a good pilot. Very well done. Is it something you would want to watch again? Oh, yes. <laughs> Right. You were saying you were saying when this podcast is over, you wanted to start the next episode. <laughs> it's good. Yeah. It's so good. It is. Ben, you have any more part? about each character. Yeah, totally. Yeah, rewatching this, I it is such a strong pilot and it really it gets you, it sucks you in and it gets you in right from the beginning. I mean, mm-hmm. like for you to like w- see Jack uh, waking up with the eye and then going out of there and suddenly all seeing this wreckage i mean it's a beautiful start of it and it, yeah. it really is a, a strong i'm really thinking like wow this was this was a two hours went by so fast really i mean yeah it's mm-hmm. such a strong and you and you realize you, you haven't even learned enough about these characters and i think that just draws me in too is like okay i want to get to that next one and the next one and i know you know we may touch more on this character that i want to learn about so it, it really did a great it, it's a great pilot and then also i think about like anybody could get killed off right i mean there is that sense even though i don't think anybody really died yet there is this sense that like boy, anybody could get killed off. Maybe, I don't know, it's because of the pilot that you see him getting dragged out. It's like, oh, this show is going to be one of those shows. That, mm-hmm. Like, you know, like, I I think that what it is, is it like, you know, it's just the idea that like, yeah, Anyone I was thinking that. 10 Little Indians. I don't know where I'm thinking that up from, but and the <laughs> idea of like, you know, <laughs> killing off these characters one by one, maybe, but yeah. yeah. And I um, think that was in the marketing too, but then wasn't it like before, right. before anything even really started happening i think they started talking about like how they they weren't going to be precious with their characters and yeah. like you know it's gonna happen and um you don't know when you don't know how but yeah it's the they're they're just gonna start falling they, they kill off so many people in the pilot just right we've already I, known I was originally, yeah. I, like, I tried to get the death down it was just so high oh, that's right. Seth, was, Seth originally started saying okay we're in the we're in the plane to re- retrieve the radio and there's a person dead there's a person dead and we were just, it's like maybe we shouldn't keep track of them there's, so many, there's so many random people <laughs> guys and uh, oh. the marshal is, is is very interesting yeah, so that's why you know what? It's funny. I didn't add mean? that to the character. How come I didn't put that? But on our list of characters, I forgot to put mention the Marshall, right? Mm-hmm. It seems like he was going to talk to Jack about uh, Kate. Mm-hmm. But, yeah. yeah. Where is she and stuff? Yeah. Yeah. And Brian, what about you, Brian? What is it after seeing this again? Uh, I mean, like I said, like I, I saw this pilot on an old four by, you know, four by three television, you know, like. Finally, I cracked open the Blu-ray box set. Um, uh, it's streaming on Hulu for everybody out there. But like watching it on the on Blu-ray and 
the image, it just pops. Like Ben mentioned that it this was filmed on film. This I believe it was. I was watching the behind the scenes of J.J. Abrams. It looked like it was a, 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 the film cameras and he's shaking it to make it look like, you know, like the plane is crashing or something or the plane. That's crazy, right? Film, like, I mean, yeah. You see the technology has changed so much, but still it holds up. Right, and it looked, it looked beautiful. For me, the score popped right away. I've been really into soundtracks lately. I saw maybe that's just why, where my head is. Um, and then how strong this pilot is. And it feels like this could come out today. And it would just be, uh, people would get engrossed in this show. Um, I, I think it holds up. I think it, the cast holds up. I think the acting holds up. I think everything about it holds up. And I think they well balance that cast. Um, and man, I can't wait to just rewatch this show. It's been over 10 years and I, this, I'm falling in love with it all over again. <laughs> so we'll be back next week. Yeah. I'm looking forward to going to this week after week too, because I mean, like this is a thing that I've started and I've been waiting to finish. And, you know, like, like we were saying earlier, it's like, I don't want to have to wait too much longer in order to figure out like what actually is happening in the show, because I am going to start coming across it. I mean, it's, it's coming up on 20 years at this point. And, um, you know, like all the celebrations and this and that, you know, I mean, the spoilers will start coming. So it's going to be a really good thing to do this one at a time, all in a row, <laughs> finally. And I appreciate the opportunity to do that with you. I want to thank uh, John Bernardi for being on this episode. I want to thank Seth Durant for joining us. But because I hope you're not fooled, it is April Fool's Day. So April this Fools. is April Fool's. <laughs> so are you uh, saying this, this whole episode, this whole, all my notes and everything <laughs> I put into it is just one big, long joke? Yes. April Fool's Day. <laughs> uh, April wow. Fool's Day. Um, it is like, it's something uh, Ben and myself have wanted to do. And we talked about when we turned 50, we would cover uh, lots. I'm not 50 yet now, bro. <laughs> yeah, we're not 50 yet, but we're getting close. Um, but, <laughs> but now that like Twin Peaks Unwrapped, we were taking our time with that. I was like, we got to do an April Fool's Day show. Why not do Lost Unhatched? And we hope everybody enjoyed it. And maybe if this was well received, maybe down the line, we're not going to go week to week or anything, but maybe we'll come back to loss because it was, this was a lot of fun. It was. I, mm -hmm. I, I think it, it, it actually, like, I truly am wanting to rewatch the series again. And John, I, I hope you do. Uh, this ignites your interest to go and uh, go forth before yeah. it is spoiled for you. Um, and Seth, I'm excited to hear what Seth's journey is. So maybe we revisit this with Seth and John and we can have a discussion. Um, we, if people did like this and enjoyed this, even though it was an April Fool's Day joke, um, they can email us at twinpeaksunwrapped.gmail.com and let us know your thoughts, your comments. Uh, and uh, also, it's April Fool's Day, but it's also Ben Durant's birthday. For real. For real. <laughs> wow. That's right. That's that can be. There's no better. There's no better present than uh, get, getting to talk about Lost again. So this has uh, been a pretty good uh, birthday present. Thank you, Brian. You're welcome. Happy birthday, Ben. What are you, a young spry, thirty-five? Uh, uh, Forty-seven. <laughs> See, so I'm three years away from our our, our fifty-year-old mm -hmm. podcast here. Dude. 
our 50 year rule for lost. Yeah. I hope everybody enjoyed this. I had a, a lot of fun and, um, you know, don't be too, too disappointed, even though it was April Fool's Day joke. I want to thank Andy Bentley um, for giving us an amazing logo, which you yeah, he designed a great logo. My yeah. goodness, it was so brilliant the way he, he pieced it together. He kind of took the ideas of our, our our Twin Peaks Unwrapped logo and made it for Lost, which excellent work. If you would like to hire Andy for uh, graphic art design, his his contact information will be in the show notes. But he created our Twin Peaks Unwrapped logo. He created this for us. We thank him so much. He did this. He's got a busy, he's trying to buy a house right now. I got him a moment and he whipped this up and he did an amazing job. Thank you, Andy. Um, so thank you, Andy, so much for that. We appreciate it. John, do you have any um, info you want to put out there before we well, yeah, I want to talk about your podcast for a minute? I mean, yeah. this is awesome that you've been doing your Twin Peaks podcast. You waited till like we left and then or, <laughs> you've been doing that. Yeah, I mean, it's it's been this thing that's been sitting in the back of my head since forever. I mean, you know, like when when you guys started up is probably the first time I thought, you know, it's like, oh, man, I, I probably think about doing something like that. And then, you know, it just kept getting more and more. And, you know, you guys, Diane, I never had quite the right. Yeah, it finally stewed long enough where like I my my formula of like an all spoiler cast thing like you know nobody has done it yet since you know since the 2017 iteration of everything so mm -hmm. it's like blue rose task force had to start happening and um awesome. it's been rolling i mean l holgate she approached me about it um i mean well she approached me about um just you know podcasting in general and um you know, honestly, she's the the secret sauce that kind of put it all together and, um, you know, solidified everything that I've been, you know, hemming and hawing about. <laughs> so I really appreciate her getting the ball actually rolling. And um, I, I wish she could be with me every single episode. But, you know, I mean, that's when, you know, good things outside of podcasting happen in your life. I mean, you got to kind of go with it. So, you know, you know, I'm, right. I'm happy for her. And, um, you know, somehow my momentum keeps going anyway. I mean, I'm working on the secret diary right now. And um, yeah, I'm, I'm going in chronological order using every spoiler I can think of that, you know, could enhance what had happened, you know, back in 1990. And um, yeah, we're, we're just going one at a time as far as we can take it. And uh, I figure it probably means about 60 episodes or so. And yeah, uh, yeah, yeah we're, we're already done with the first season and it's working great. Awesome. I really enjoyed it. I really enjoyed listening to it. I mean, I always love that, like I said before, the summing up and the way you guys, you know, have tangent on these different things. And it's, it's been a, it's been a great podcast. It's, it always gives me, it's always an enjoyment to drive into work and listening to your show. So thank you for, for well, I appreciate it. <laughs> yeah, thank yeah. you. It's a great show. And Seth, is there any social media people can find you at? <laughs> no. <laughs> No. no, he is not on social media. Good for you. Writing a book. No, no, that's it. He's just, you know. That's good. So I guess with all that being said, we will be back maybe in a couple weeks. Um, I, 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 I can't, I can't tell you who's going to be next on the show because it might be a surprise or it might not happen. And we never know what's going to happen with Twin Peaks Unwrapped. So we'll be back when we're back. <laughs>